Bobby, so good to see you. Um, let's just uh, do the same thing we do with our kids and just raise our hands towards Dean and just bless him. So guys, we want to thank you so much for Dean, for all that you have put in him, for how you've created him. And God, we just want to ask that you would just come and breathe on everything that he has studied this week. And as Gordy prayed for him earlier this morning, that he has lived a life of generosity. His life has been given in service to you, with his time, with his resources. So Father, I pray that you would also just fill him up for everything that he's about to give out. I ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks. It's funny, I don't really think of myself as all that generous, but I guess it depends. Um, Yeah, so we're going to talk about generosity, if you haven't picked that up yet. So that's a picture of my grandmother. Okay, well, it's not really. (laughs) Yeah, right? I think... That's just, I I think that's a great picture of generosity because she's giving and it it seems like she probably doesn't have much, so she's giving out of her, the little she has. We're going through the book, this is horrible. I'm one of those people that actually, I actually preach off of the PowerPoint, so I kind of have to see what's up there. That's probably good enough. Okay, so, um, yeah, we're going through the book, Good and Beautiful Community. And uh, this is the next chapter, um, The Generous Community. So I'm going to start with a story. I don't know. I'll start with a definition. That's a good place to start. It was kind of late. No, it wasn't late, per se. Um, But I wasn't very conscious when I did the final draft of the sermon, so... We're kind of on this journey together. We'll, uh, we'll see what comes up. Who knows? Um, definition of generosity that we're going to start with here. Quality of being kind, understanding, not selfish. Um, being generous, especially willingness to give money and other valuables to others. So that's where we're going to start. I'm going to talk more about that later and explore it a little more. Now a story. I, uh, I work in construction, uh, renovations. I'm a carpenter, mostly, though I do a lot of other stuff too. And I work for this one guy, and um, he, he, like, he, uh, he's generous in a sense. Um, he, well, he always makes me a, an, an espresso every time I'm there, which is... I think it's pretty awesome. I enjoy that. <laughs> so we sit and chat, and he's very interesting, but he's also extremely self-centered. Like, the way he looks at the world is all about him. And um, I find it interesting that he actually does generous acts, but his motivation, if you talk to him, is totally self-centered. Like, he's doing it because he'd feel bad if he didn't. Or just or he feels a little better if he cares for someone else. But it seems to me that that is... I mean, that is one, one way that people view the world, right? 
is, especially these days, is that it's all about me. Like, ultimately, everything I do comes back to my, to this, this, all about the individual and not about community and not about anything external like God or anything like that. Or if you're a Christian, the only reason you're a Christian is because you're getting something out of it. So that's one worldview, and it's not very biblical. So let's look at a different one. Um, we're, looking at, we're, we're talking about here why we should be generous, because it might not be... On, in one sense, it's like, well, why, I, it seems obvious that we should be generous because kind of the opposite of being selfish... Selfish is bad, but we're going to explore that a little bit more here. Um, <laughs> so the Christian view is that we've all, all of us, have experienced God's love and generosity in some way. And because we've experienced that, it's, we kind of want to share that with others. And you'll notice this in particular with new believers. People who have just become Christians tend to be really sh- want to share everything with everyone else. So then the focus is not on ourselves, but the focus is really on God and God working through us. So that's a picture, which you can kind of see even. That's great. So... Up in the tree there is Zacchaeus, and that's Jesus holding out his hand to him. So I'm sure a lot of you know this story. Um, Luke 19, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was because he was short. He could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. So I don't know how much you know about this and Roman times. And the the Israelites were, um, they'd been taken over by the Romans, right? So the Romans were in charge of them. They were more or less considered the enemy, and tax collectors were people, Israelites, who worked for the Romans or and collected their taxes. So they really were viewed as traitors. And they also tended to collect way more taxes than the Romans required and keep whatever they didn't submit. So they're usually quite wealthy. So when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down and welcomed him gladly. And all the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. So the other thing you need to know is Jesus is um, having dinner with someone or being a guest with someone, particularly in this culture, was very, it was like an offer of friendship. It was, um, it was kind of an offer of equality of of you know, being your comrade, being your friend. So Jesus, even though he knew very well who Zacchaeus was, um, was very generous with him. And Zacchaeus was kind of overwhelmed by that. 
So Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I'll pay back four times that amount. So, why is that funny? What's funny? <laughs> Am I missing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's never happened to you? What? <laughs> Usually when I pay taxes, I get them back. I, <laughs> um, no, I just, it's, it's really cool the way that Zacchaeus here, he knows he's not a good person, and yet when he experiences the love and acceptance of Jesus, he immediately is like, I need to share this. He's, convic- he's convicted of his sin, and he's kind of filled with generosity. So that's what we're talking about here. And there's other reasons for being generous. Um, we're part of a community. And there's this, this whole sense where if one of us is suffering, all of us are suffering to a degree. So by being generous with each other, we're actually being generous with ourselves. Jesus was talked a lot about the inherent worth of all people and how we are all equal. Um, he helped slaves, he helped women, he, uh, he healed the sick, um, tax collectors, Samaritans. He was just very... I mean, sometimes people say that, you know, the New Testament promotes slavery, but if you look at it, it, it really doesn't. Like, Jesus was very much about treating everyone the same. Hmm, thinking. Let's go back. I, um, for a while I helped, for years, I helped with a food ministry called Chili Wagon, which most of you know about, and um, we'd, every week we'd give out chili at Grandview Park, and um, one, of the, one of the biggest things that I learned through doing that was how we are all equal, how we are all the same. Um, Just, you know, when I started, I was almost like, okay, I'm giving because, well, I don't even know why it felt right. But kind of this sense of superiority, like I have, you don't, I'm going to give to you. But after you're there a while and you talk to some people, you realize, you know, these people aren't so different than me. Like, yeah, things aren't, Things here are going a little better in my life than theirs. That's kind of the main difference. And um, the addictions that I have don't mess up my life quite as bad as the addictions that they have. You know, like caffeine doesn't really wreck your life as much as a cocaine addiction. But all people, we're all the same. So there's really this sense of equality. Um, And there really seems to be a sense where God is very close to those who are aware of their own need, and those are often people who are poor and needy. Another reason for being generous is there's promises in the Bible that we will be treated as we treat others. This is kind of a selfish reason, I guess. Um, Luke 6, do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. 
Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So, you know, just that sense that of sowing and reaping, what we plant, what we, what we give out is what we get back. And that seems to be just the way the world works. So that's another reason why we would be generous. So what is generosity? Um, we had a definition earlier, the quality of being kind, understanding, not selfish, giving to others. There's different aspects of this. Most commonly, when we think of generosity, we think of giving things or giving money. Money's the most common, actually. But there's other aspects of it. There's, you know, things God has gifted you in, in sharing what you're good at, or even sharing what you're not good at. So that might not be a blessing to others. But um, So I'm good at... <laughs> I'm good at doing sound. Well, I think anyways. I like doing sound, so I do sound here, and that's um, one of the ways I'm generous. And then being generous with time, which is kind of, if you're sharing your talents, um, you're sharing your time. And in our society, we're, we're very strapped for time, most of, mostly. This is a very difficult one, and it seems like a very expensive one to give our time. It's much easier to give money often than to give time. Look, there it is. Often people give treasure instead of time or talents because it feels easier, which moves on to the next cheap generosity. Sometimes we give out a guilt or because we've been coerced or um, we give without really meaning it. Um, Yeah, which I talked about earlier, giving because we we feel superior and but not equal. Um, sorry, I uh, I like all of you have walked by people on the street asking for money, and most oftenly I feel guilty, and I feel like I should do something, especially since I'm a Christian, right? Um. And I really, I know enough about most people who are begging to know that ordinarily they don't really need the money. I mean, the money is often used for things that aren't good for them. I mean, sometimes it goes for food and things like that, but sometimes, often, it'll go to feed their own addictions. So, and I'm also selfish with my time, so I don't really want to stop and talk to them, or buy them lunch, or do something like that. <laughs> Just being really honest here, you know. Um, <laughs> that's why I don't feel so generous, because sometimes I'm just like... So my, what, kind of the easiest thing to do in, for me then would just be to, you know, kind of close your eyes and be like, okay, I don't see them. But that just feels really wrong, because it is. Um, so... What I try to do, like if you imagine, I've, I've never really sat on the street and begged, but a lot of people walk by and most people ignore you and it's very kind of dehumanizing because you're not that different than, you know, the parking meter beside them. Like, 
you just become an object on the street. So I tried to look them in the eye and just say, hi, how's it going? Or something like that, just to make some sort of human connection, which I think is very, for me, that seems like a good compromise between the generosity I feel I should do and the selfishness that I know I'm fighting. <laughs> so, but, um, but you know, it's very, that's what we're talking about here, kind of the equality. You're, you're looking at them like you're a fellow human, and I, I just want to acknowledge your existence. And I think that's actually a pretty good gift for a lot of people who are in that situation. One of the things I saw at Chili Wagon was often the generosity of, of the people who had very little was a lot greater than the people that have plenty. I work for some very rich people sometimes, and they are sometimes extremely stingy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I guess. It kind of comes with being... Not everyone's like that, but some rich people just... Yeah, it's mine. I'm not sharing it. So community, part of being generous is a sense of community, and um, we want to care for each other within the community, which, speaking specifically about this church, I think we do not bad with. Um, we have home groups. Um, we, we bring meals to people who are in kind of crisis situations, you know, like having a baby or being... <laughs> being really sick or something. You know, those are crises. The first few weeks after you have a baby, I think you could call that a crisis. Hopefully it resolves itself. Um, <laughs> and our church gives to others through, like, you know, we give to missions organizations like YWAM, Hope for the Nations. We had the community garden out here, things like that. We usually are, are nice to people who help us on Sunday mornings, you know. Sometimes we give them, we take an offering or we'll just take them out for lunch or things like that. Um, <laughs> maybe not today, but, you know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, <laughs> okay, Strathcona. For a while, Strathcona Vineyard came here and we. it was kind of a... They were in the position of trying to explore the direction of where they were going, so they needed a break from meeting every Sunday. And we, we, they came here. They benefited from having the Sundays off. We benefited from having them with us because they actually helped us in a number of ways, and it just gave us a different perspective on what we were doing. So it was kind of a good, mutually generous relationship. Um. And that new church that's being planted in False Creek, when, when we first found out about it as leadership, our initial reaction is, no, <laughs> Vancouver's ours. <laughs> we don't need another vineyard to take away our people. And we, we kind of realized that was pretty selfish. So um, we decided it'd probably be better to, to invite them and you know, do what we can to help them, which is now what we're doing. All right, so what keeps us from being generous? I've talked about a few of these, but we'll go into more detail. Um, this is often true. We judge 
people who are in need. It's very easy to look at someone's life who's kind of fallen apart and say, well, it's your own fault, or say, well, you know, if you would just get a job or something, why are you being so lazy? Um, without really appreciating the brokenness that's behind why they're there. Um, God helps those who help themselves. Yeah, that's not a scripture. That's not a scripture, so I didn't quote that. It's not really true. V.S. Helplessness. The fact is that we are all needy, um, and we're all broken, and we all... It's, once again, the equality thing, and... Um, yeah, we're really in no place to judge others because we're just as broken. This is my uh, biggest issue here. Um, if, you ha- if you think you don't have enough scarcity, then you hold on to it tightly. You don't give it away. Um, I've got an excuse ready, though. The reason that I'm like this is because of my parents. Yeah? <laughs> my parents grew up in World War II, and... They had nothing, like literally nothing, you know. You grew up and you didn't have enough food. So as adults, it kind of carries over, and they tended to be quite... While we had enough, they they were not very generous, particularly with things and money. And, you know, I kind of picked up on that, so that's really how I work, too. I'm sure none of you are like this, but it's something I struggle with. So the other... The flip side of this, the right way to look at it, is to see God's provision and that God has such an abundance that we should just give freely. Yep. What's that? You can't outgive God. Huh? That's a great saying. I don't know that from experience, but I've heard I've heard it in church a lot. Must be true. <laughs> Another thing that can block us. Um, is just entitlement, just thinking, you know, that this stuff is mine. Like, I work hard, I buy stuff, it's mine. I'm not going to give it away. But the fact is that everything we have is a gift from God, and we are just stewards of the things we have, of the talents we have, of the money we have. So really, we should use it wisely and not just for ourselves. It's meant for the community. It's meant for everyone. Other things that can block us, Um, if you watch the news, that's kind of can be detrimental to your spiritual health because it's really negative. And I mean, it's not that we shouldn't be aware of what's going on in the world, but often there is so much bad news that we just think, well, what can we do? Like, but the fact is we can do lots of things where we are. Um... I'm sure all of you have met a person who is really needy to the point where they will, like, suck the life out of you, almost needy. And um, this was actually one of the biggest, one of my biggest problems, one of the reasons I didn't start helping with Chili Wagon for a long time was just because I was scared that I would get sucked into something that I couldn't get out of. And what I learned along the way is you can say no. 
<laughs> Whoa. That's a hard one. I mean, it sounds obvious, but it's not always very easy. Um, because if you're in relationship with someone, you want to help them. But there comes a point where they need to do something themselves. And some people have, have, have been so broken so long that they don't know how to do that. And the most loving thing that you can do then is just to say, well, no, I'm going to help you this far, and that's it. But from here, you need to start doing something. And that's loving and caring, and it feels horrible when you say it because they won't hear it. <laughs> they don't hear it as loving. But um, just knowing how to do that is a very good skill, and it will keep you alive when you're helping people. And then there's always the fear of taking advantage, being taken advantage of. And um, because you never know what people's motivations are. There are people who are extremely lazy and just would rather live on welfare than try to work. But that's the minority, in my opinion. Um, one of the things with Chili Wagon is we always, we would feed people, and it doesn't matter who you were. And we never judged, we never made any distinction. So, I mean, we fed people who were destitute from the streets. We, we fed people who, like, lived next door and they didn't feel like making dinner, so they just came and had chili. And we never... Whatever. I mean, what does God do? God just gives. So that's what we did. And sometimes there were people in the lineup waiting for food that would be angry at us and, and be telling us, like, you shouldn't be feeding them. They've got money. They can buy their own food. And we're like, we're just giving to everyone. We're not judging. I'd rather be taken advantage of by someone than not give to someone who's in need. And that's totally what God does. Uh, this is another picture of, it's Peter and John and the beggar at the temple. If you remember that story in Acts, I'll read it to you. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, three in the afternoon. A man was there who was lame from birth and being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going to the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, the, about to emperor, enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at them as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by a right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk, and then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping, praising God. I think that's just a cool example of generosity, because it's not... You know, the man was there asking for money, which I guess would have helped him, but really wasn't the problem. The problem was he couldn't walk. And Peter and John didn't have much money. So they went right to the need, and they gave, well, God gave through them and healed the need. I think that's a good example for us. 
Um, so how do we do it? Well, the hardest thing often is we're stupid busy. We're, we're, in, in every area of our life, we tend to be stretched. So we kind of have to find a way to create enough space that we can start giving, that we can add this, or that we can give more. Um, so the idea is to be frugal, which is not being st cheap or stingy, but being wise with our resources. So just take, taking, assessing, you know, what do we really need versus what we want? Because what we want is always beyond what we have. And what we need is usually less than what we have. Um, like when I was doing Chili Wagon, it wasn't a matter of, um, like what do I usually do in the evening? You know, I, I wash some dishes, I watch some TV, do a few chores. So to give that up for one night a week, and help with Chili Wagon wasn't that hard in the sense that it's not anything that, you know, I can, I can make up. It's not a big deal. Um, that said, it was often hard to go. <laughs> a lot of times I didn't feel like going. But by the time I was there and, and doing it and got home, it, it felt good. But just this idea of being frugal, like what do you really need? Do you need all the all the money you have? Do you need all the time you have? So just trying to find space, trying to find something, a way you can give that um, you can do. So yeah, this is, in your bulletin, there's like a, an exercise. I think it's the orange sheet, I guess. And it's, it's just going through this um, where he talks about how we can be frugal and generous with time and um, with our talents and skills and also with our treasures. So that's a good exercise to think about this week. Uh, you can, if you don't have that sheet, there's more at the back. It's gonna be super early, I'm gonna be done. So there'll be lots of time for more songs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or not. Um, <laughs> so I just want to... I don't know. Like It's, it's definitely something we should think about. What, uh, which, which blocks to generosity do, do you deal with? Which... Is it a judgment? Is it scarcity? Is it entitlement? Or is it fear? Or whatever. That's just something to pray about, to think about. And um, a second thing is sometimes there's... We are quite broken in certain areas, and that's really what holds us back. Um, just sometimes we really just need healing in some area of our life to to help us be more generous. And a lot of times we just need to do um, something, you know, even if you don't feel like it. Sometimes we have to do things 
just because they're right, not because we feel like it. And then the, the, the feeling of like I want to do it kind of comes after the doing. I mean, that's how it works for me often. So, um, I think I'll just pray for us and then we'll do something else. So, Lord, I just thank you that um, you have you have been so generous with us and that you are so generous with us and that um, in so many ways we have so much. And I pray that you would help us to to give in the many ways that we can, that you, um, that your abundance would just flow through us. And this week, I prayed you'd help us to, you know, think about this. And and if we're in situations where we might have said no to helping someone, we we say yes. Um, amen.